Hello, good evening, good afternoon, this good morning. It is time for some talking of bollocks. Welcome back, welcome to the bollockiest podcast out there. It, nay, a bollocast. Um, it's good to be back in your ears. As always. Um, So, in a packed show, we've got lots of interesting stuff coming up. And as always, we've got the intro. My name's Howard H. Smith. I am lead singer with UK thrash band Acid Rain. Also a stand-up comedian. Also do this podcast. Comedy, Acid Rain... Sorry, comedy, keithblatt.co.uk. Acid Rain, um, acidrain.co.uk. But who uses fucking websites anymore? You can find Keith Platt and me and this podcast and Acid Rain all on social media, wherever you care to find us, me, it, them, whatever. Come in, join the party. Welcome if you're a first-time listener. Welcome if you're a regular bollocker. Big shout out if you're a Patreon listener and listening to this before everybody else, because that's just one of the many things I do for you. Patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith, $5 a month, get stuck in. Um... Yeah, you get extra stuff, okay? I'm not going to mention it anymore. So, anyway, guys, it is great to be back. What a month it's been. It's been a whole month. What's happened in that month? Well, what's happened? First up, wow, Bloodstock, download. No, I'm not going to talk about either of those. It's the two Slayer specials that I just put out. So, did we all like those? Have you listened to them yet? Get stuck in. Had some really good feedback um, from those. Um, And especially... Um, some great feedback and support from No Frienda, um, which is uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a weird kind of moniker, isn't it? No Frienda, um, who you can get at the Thrash Metal Show, the Thrash Metal Show, excellent podcast, part part of the uh, When It Was Cool Network. Um, I've signed up for that st- for for that shit, and it is great. Um, the Thrash Metal Show, a three part podcast right a three-parter just into the making of p-cells but who's buying i mean that is that is pretty impressive that is pretty damn impressive so it's part of the when it was cool network but if you just show if you just um uh, search the thrash metal show and um and support uh my mate no friender who um is doing sterling work there. Done a load of really good stuff about Slayer as well. Um, not as good as mine, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, do check it out. Um, dude knows what he's talking about, and there's some really good stuff there. So if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, you must you must be thinking, well, this is weird. This guy is uh, doing an advert for a podcast that's got nothing to do with him. Well, get on board because there's going to be a lot of stuff that's got nothing to do with me that I'm going to be talking about. Um, but not the first topic. First topic is bloodstock. Um, managed to get down to bloodstock and see a few people and make one very important connection. Um, introduced to a, somebody who, um, I suppose is a bit of a hero. Um, a long time, long time fan not a musician, got to meet him, got to chat, possibly going to work with him in the future. So that's all I can say for now. That's a brilliant bit of way to start, isn't it? Yeah, this person I can't tell you about. I met them. Great. Wonderful anecdote, Howard. Hope there's some more of those about. Well, um, probably uh, the most interesting anecdote is Cookie and I finding ourselves stranded at accreditation, unable to get into Bloodstock. We were on Cannibal Corpse's guest list, 
Um, we were told Cannibal Corpse haven't uploaded their guest list yet. They were playing on the Saturday. We were there on the Friday. We were messaging with the... Um, uh, Cookie was messaging with the drummer saying he was saying it's all sorted, but it wasn't sorted. So I managed to get hold of Andy, Andy Pilkington. He bunged me some numbers, got the number of somebody who was uh, one of the main people involved with the festival organising it, rang up, spoke, told them what the problem was, said, OK, leave it with me. By this time, we're studying accreditation for like 45 minutes and we're watching everybody come and everybody go. So there's Andrew O'Neill. He comes over, says hello, gets his accreditation. No problem. Gives us a thumbs up. Off he goes. Um, and then this one took the biscuit. A bloke got out of his car, nearly got run over by his own car, got back in his car, put the handbrake on, came out, obviously wearing an acid rain T-shirt, he walks straight between me and Cookie, straight up to accreditation, gets his accreditation, walks straight between me and Cookie again, gets back in his car and drives off. I was like, yep, this is brilliant. Everyone's getting in. No problem. Saw Cy from Onslaught. Um, uh, yeah, he'd, he'd already played. Oh, great. You know, covered in accreditation. Then Andy Sneap turns up and uh, the woman just says, sorry, all of Judas Priest's accreditation has been picked up. He was like, ah, right. So anyway... He, he soon got that sorted, but it was a, a great a, a great because it gave me half an hour to catch up with Andy, which is really cool, just talking about the whole priest thing. And um, he is going to come on the podcast and talk all about it. We have we that, uh, you know, come on, guys. Of course, I've talked to him. Of course, I've asked him to get come on the podcast, but he's just too goddamn busy at the moment. And that is completely understandable. So, you know. That is the way that's going. Um, so, yeah, cool. Bloodstock was great. Had a good time. Good fun. Um, and bands that I got to see who were good were Suicidal Tendencies and um, who, who were good. I've, I've not enjoyed Suicidals the last few times, but they were good. And Exorder, who were fucking brilliant. And I'm not, I, I, I've got to say, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, when I say I'm not a fan, I don't know the old stuff. So it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just I don't know them. But, um, yeah. They were absolutely brilliant. Really enjoyed that. And just to go back to Slayer again for a minute, one thing I mentioned, uh, forgot to mention, was that what has just come out after we've done all those Slayer specials, just come out that, lo and behold, the Slayer farewell tour is being extend extended. Fancy that. Who would have guessed, eh, that it will be extended? Never mind. Um, yeah, well, we, we guessed pretty much. You know, me, no friend, uh, pretty much everybody, we all guessed that it was, you know, not going to be the be all and end all but there you go so uh what's next well next up would be uh, my old friend yep gene simmons never out of the news gene um is releasing a book on about uh, on about rock star suicides right and this is a quote from the press it's really about when you become rich and famous and everybody admires you what is the thing that makes people want to destroy themselves even to die what is that Simmons said, the rest of the world adores you and your fans love you and they give you money and fame and all that. And then you kill, kill yourself. I don't get it. Well, that, sound, that sounds like a promising book, doesn't it? I think if that's the, can you imagine that's the forward, you know, I don't get it. Well, thanks for your input, Gene. Thanks for your, in, in, thanks for your insight into the mind of, a, uh, of somebody who is rich and famous and successful. Uh, you don't get it. Any chance you can um, stretch that out for maybe a thousand words? Because to be honest, that paragraph, that's not a book. We need a little bit more than that. Uh, okay, can I, uh, can, I, can I talk about myself a lot? Uh, well, you can if you want. I figured you were pretty much going to do that anyway, Jane. Um, so, you know, if you want to do that as well. 
but I'm really interested in looking into the minds of these rock stars that, you know, that become successful, they achieve their ultimate dream and then kill themselves. I, you know, I just don't get it. Well, no, somebody who is obviously um, after eternal life, uh, making sure that Kiss carries on after them, I'm sure you wouldn't be able to understand that, would you, Gene? Now just go and fuck off and write the book. God, imagine working from a publisher and dealing with Gene, eh? Imagine that. Um, so, what else has been going on? Um, well, yeah, I, um, Doug Aldridge, um, he who used to play with Ronnie Dio, has weighed in to the uh, debate on the, uh, the hologram and basically said um, he's gone all the way. He's gone all out and said Ronnie would be pissed, which um, uh, yeah, obviously means he would be annoyed. He wouldn't like it. I mean, I think that's going a bit far to try and kind of, you know, know knowing the mind of other people when they're alive is, is hard enough. When they're dead, bit bit harder, bit harder. Um, so uh, it has been revealed the final, uh, the, the, the cause of um, uh, Vinnie Paul's death, which was uh, chronic heart disease heart failure so not heart attack but definitely heart related um and um yeah what a, a sad way to go out but having said that i mean you know pack more into his 54 years than most of us will ever pack into our lives um and uh, you know he lived the life and, and and unfortunately you can't live the life and expect um old age unless of course you're uh, you're keith richards in which case then you know there's or, or ozzy but you know they are the rules that that prove the rule. Or the, no, they're the exceptions that prove the rule. Fucking hell, come on, Howard, get on it. Um, and speaking of Aussie, wow, that was almost, almost professional. I, I've done it, guys. I'm sorry. I have been caught. Yes, I have been caught by Aussie and Jack's Misadventures, the History Channel. I caught an episode and I just found myself watching it and just giggling away. Funnily enough, Jack wasn't in it. It was one with uh, Kelly... And I remember watching the Osbournes when it first came out. Hey, yeah, you know, shoot me. It was it was the first of that kind of thing. So, and I really enjoyed it. And um, I'm watching it all these years, all these years on when they're obviously um, uh, grown ups. Um, is actually quite quite interesting. And and Aussie is just fucking funny, man. He is just, so yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm hold out my I hold my hand up. I am a, a a sellout, if you will. But I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, the Aussie and Jack thing and um, I've set the series to record and I'm, I'm watching them and I'll probably go back and watch some old series so you know fucking fuck you if that's not if if you don't think that's appropriate well I do so tough I'm watching it okay and I'm just saying maybe give it a chance or not it's entirely up to you in the meantime Ozfox of Striper has had a seizure they've had to play they're having to play as a three piece um, so I'm not quite sure what God's up to there because um, they are, you know, full on, absolutely, you know, total God guys. Well, who doesn't know that? It's Striper. So, um, you know, I just think it's a little bit out of order um, because they've done sterling work for God. They've put the hours in, um, you know, they've been the leading um, Christian metal band for decades and um you know you'd have thought that they that you, you would have thought they would have built up some some credibility um or some credit i guess is the point i'm i'm, I'm making towards some I actually have some some credit with um uh with the old uh, the old dude upstairs or or woman thing whatever but apparently not um it's uh, it, it it it's not happening and uh, i just think that's a real shame 
You know, a real shame. And I'm. I, this might sound disingenuous, but um, w- you know, when anybody from a band is struck down with illness, then obviously, clearly, it's not good. It's not a good thing. And I guess I was, you know, I was being a bit of an arsehole there, really, wasn't I? Just giving it the old, oh, you know, why hasn't God saved him? Um, but then again, you know, the thing is that people who believe, you know, vehemently also. When anything good happens, they tend to be, oh, you know, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, thank you. So, uh, you know, this also seems appropriate that, well, you know, the same forces have been at work here. And apparently this is um, this is not something to be celebrated. Maybe it's a test. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I, I honestly do not know. But um, look, best of luck, you know health and fitness to all hopefully Ozfox will be back um in striper soon um spreading the um spreading the word of the god who likes to give people seizures and uh, no sorry done it again can't haven't really haven't really uh, managed to not be an arsehole there have i okay so all the best to Ozfox of striper hope you're back playing your limp-wristed, quiche-eating fucking Christian metal as soon as... That's as good as it's going to get, guys. That is as good as it's going to fucking get, I'm afraid. I'm really not going to be able to go much further than that. So, uh, what else is on? Well, uh, Crash Records in Leeds. I paid a visit when I was um, I was up home a couple of... Uh, well, about this time last week, actually, and got chatting to Scott in Crash Records. And it looks like he's going to be putting on a, a uh, um, not a Talking Bollocks Live, but um, one of my spoken word shows, Tales from uh, Tales from the Book of Thrash, basically an hour and a half, all about uh, bit, all the stories I can't tell on the podcast, secret thrash metal history and all sorts of bits and pieces like that. I will keep you updated, but it does look like that's going to be happening in November um, in Leeds. And um, on that same day, I went to see Suzanne Vega at Leeds City Hall, which was fucking awesome um she was just brilliant um loved it didn't get to meet her um which was a bit of a shame i was hoping to uh to to catch up and say hi but um i sent her an email at the beginning of the tour saying you know it'd be great to to meet up and if if you'd fancy doing the podcast that would be wonderful anyway after the tour finished and she finally got back to the states um i actually got I actually got an email from her, which was awesome. I was totally not expecting um, an email. And the irony of ironies, of course, is that it went into my junk mail as well, um, which is just fucking ridiculous, really. Um, so, um, yeah, I uh, I actually went into, um, uh, into my email, into my junk, and managed to get her, um, uh, get her email out and have a read. This is what she said. Hi Howard, uh, sorry it took me a minute to realise you were the guy that did that cool cover of Blood Makes Noise. Anyway, hope you liked our show, maybe next time or maybe on the phone. So yes, folks, I may I may be able to get Suzanne Vega on this thrash metal podcast, alright? How cool would that be? Um, that would probably have to be a special and I might save it for when uh, we... When we are looking at uh, releasing Blood Makes Noise as a single. Um, The Acid Rain update is um, uh, drums are down and guitars are down, bass is yet to go on, vocals are yet to go on. There's still some polishing required on uh, the drums and the guitars as well, but slowly, slowly but surely it is coming together. By the next next Bolo cast, I will have been in the studio and done the vocals 
Um, so there will be a load of stuff going up on Patreon for um, people who've signed up there for Acid Rain. There'll be a load of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff going up there, as there is at the moment. Um, so you can sign up there anytime you like. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. Um, but yeah, things are moving, things are moving forward. Um, really, really cool with the album. And um, it's, uh, it's all coming together. Right, okay, that's enough of me jibber-jabbering along. Why don't we get into an interview? Um, and straight up, I am going for David Davidson of Revocation. Um, I uh, We've had Revocation on before. I'm going to discuss that in the interview when I had um, Brett, the bass player, on. Uh, this is David, who's kind of who, who's basically the man behind the band. He he is Mr. Revocation. Um, I was get, uh, I've got the album, the uh, the outer ones. It is absolutely superb. I mean, you, well, you're going to hear me go on about it here. Um, but it's good to ha- it was good to uh, to catch up with David, um, uh, which I did so just a few days ago. So here is my chat with David Davidson of Revocation. Hello there. What's up, man? Um, all good here. How's things with you, dude? Great. Are you on the uh, the PR roundabout at the moment? Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, how many times have you been asked about how your favourite track on the new album and how did you choose the producer? Are you, are you get, have you got into that to- total rehearsed answer routine? Yeah, we've, just, we've we've done the whole the whole thing. Oh really? Oh man. Well, look, um, I'll give you um, I'll give you a little bit of background. Um, the podcast that I do is called Talking Bollocks. Um, uh, my name is Howard, as you know. Um, I sing in a UK thrash band called Acid Rain, um, who were around way back in the day and came back a few years ago. I did. I've done stand up for twenty years, and um, and and now I do this podcast as well. Oh great! So so hopefully we can um, we can just have a chat as opposed to me um, ask you all the usual boring closed questions about the new album. Sounds good, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And funnily enough, um, I've um, I I did um, I did an interview um, with uh, with Brett uh, a couple of years ago, I think. Um, in London, when you were play, you played on Halloween. Oh, great! That was a fun show. I still remember that one. Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't watch the fucking show. I had to do the interview and then leave oh. and go and, and go and interview another band across town. Yeah. Um, but I also got to talk, um, which is kind of, kind of weird because Ash was filling in for you on that tour, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so I got to, so so Ash ended up being in the interview as well. So I I I kind of got the first interview with the uh, with the new lineup. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was, and um, I I I ended up talking. I, I think um, both um, both Ash and Brett are, are kind of Bill Hicks fans. So we I know we we ended up going kind of completely off the grid and talking about comedy for about fifteen minutes. Um, uh, so. Um, so anyway, I, um, uh, what are you up to at the moment? Are you just um, hard at it? Are you, you, you know, where, where, how soon do you go out? Uh, we, we go out uh, like mid-September, yeah. Right, okay. So um, you've, got, you've got your last few weeks of enjoying a, uh, a normal life and then it's, um, it's back to being a nomad. Back into the chaos. Yeah, yeah. But you love it, don't you? I mean, and you, you must do because you're going out the gate and you are... You you're playing you're playing fucking everywhere. 
um, through September, November, December. I mean, it's massive. Yeah, we, we definitely love to hit the road. I mean, I like to travel and stuff like that. And, and obviously, there's no better feeling than, than playing your new music live for people. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and and that's that's a beautiful thing because often you know deep into you know get, getting deeper into a career. Um, you know, you, 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 I do speak to a lot of people who are kind of like, oh, you know, man, it's the traveling and stuff like that. And, and yeah, tra- traveling isn't, isn't necessarily always fun, but the payoff and the, and just the experience, I kind of think it, it makes it all worthwhile. And like you say, playing, especially playing new stuff, because presumably, you know, this is your favorite stuff to play. Your new album should always be your favorite album. So I'm, I'm guessing it is, I presume. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love all the music that we've put out, but at the same time, you you, you play the same song every night for, for, for 30 shows, 60 shows, and you, you kind of want something new and fresh just because you want to do something different, you know? So for, for, for the audience, it's new every night, right? But but for us, it's like we, we played the same song like 100 times on a, on a particular album cycle. So it's like, all right, cool, we can, I'm down to hang this one up for a while. And, you know, it always can come back in the set at a later point, but... Yeah, I'm really excited to play a bunch of bunch of new stuff. Yeah, are you are you getting to the point now where you've got enough of a kind of catalogue where you can move the set around and bring something back and then maybe rest it and move something else, or or or, or will you be kind of going right? Look, that's the set that works. We're doing that. So we like to organize everything like well in advance. That way, we're not wasting time in the practice space, like being like, oh, let's try this one, let's try that one. I'd rather just get like a text thread going like a couple of months before or a month before being like, okay, this is the set, everyone come in on these songs and let's rehearse them because we don't have the luxury of getting together every week to practice. I mean, Ash lives in Vancouver, Brett and Dan are in, are in Richmond, Virginia, so we're all kind of separated all over the place. So when we do get together, it's like, all right, like I, I want to make sure everyone's sort of worked on the stuff that they need to work on and luckily everyone in the band like you know really good musicians like it's not like they're going to show up and not remember how to play the songs like practice is more like for rehearsing the set not for like remembering how like the verse <laughs> into a t- particular song goes you know yeah yeah um i i know the feeling i mean i on as much smaller scale we're we're based all around the uk which i'm you know which sounds laughable i'm sure to you because we consider ourselves to be spread all over the place but you know the UK is very small, but I know, yeah. I, but I know exactly what you mean about um, you. You haven't got a minute to waste when you when you're in the room. You have to you have to make the most of every single minute um, and kind of just be really on it. Yeah, and and also for us, like I, I sometimes will use those rehearsals as time to write new music. Like so, I mean, obviously we're dedicating the majority of the time to rehearsing the set, but. Maybe there might be 10% of the time if I've got a new riff that's just stuck in my head and I need to like get it out, or or if I've got a couple things that are put together and want to see how they might flow, I'll I'll rehearse things with with Ash or with Brad or Dan like while they're there, just to a kind of give them like a taste of like things that I'm working on like that are coming down the pipeline. Even if it's like two years from now, we're going to start recording the next record or or more. Uh, why not try to start fleshing some stuff out? out early you know like just so everyone's familiar with like certain parts so i'd rather focus my time on on being creative for for future endeavors rather than like oh yeah this is how the 
the bridge section goes, sort of thing, you know. So you will. So you, uh, uh, have you already started doing that? So have you? Have you already started playing new stuff despite the fact the new album isn't out yet? I haven't rehearsed any new stuff with the guys, but I've got like a, f- a few irons in the fire already. As far as like, <laughs> I just can't help myself. I don't know. Like if, if something comes to me like that, I, that I like, I, I want to record it. And it's weird. Like sometimes the I'll start writing stuff when when things are first kind of trickling out as far as like track premieres and stuff like that. It's it's inspiring to me to see the the reaction from the fans uh, because it's so overwhelmingly positive. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, maybe I will pick up the guitar and, and, and write a couple yeah. riffs today to see what comes out just because you're feeling good. Like, oh hell yeah, like there, there, there seems to be a lot of good buzz around this. Like, let me see, see if I can put that positivity to, to good use on the instrument. Yeah, and, and you can't turn it off either, can you? I mean, ultimately, you, you, you know, if you're, if you're in a mood to write, uh, you got to do it just because you've got a, a new album come out. It's not. It's not a case of like, oh well, you know, I don't need to switch this on again for another twelve months. Creativity really doesn't work like that, does it? No, I mean, and it's a beautiful thing when you're inspired, right? Like, wouldn't you want to try to capture that magic? You know, who knows where that kind of shit comes from? It's like, um, you know, I don't know when it's going to come again, right? Like, it, I might go a month without writing anything cool. So if I can like sit down and write like three or four riffs in in a session, uh, might as well keep that going. Plus, I think it's one of those things where it, it's always good for your for your mind as a musician to be working on new things, even if they don't turn into riffs right away, just like kind of playing around with different concepts. Sometimes I'll have like an idea, like, oh, I like this grouping of notes, but I haven't figured out quite the rhythm that needs to go with it to make it really pop. Um, but, you know, I'll revisit things and come back to things. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, like maybe you've been playing around with something just here and there over the course of a month or two. And then finally, like, you know, you you change the tempo and the metronome or something like that. And then it like fits right all of a sudden. So. Yeah. So you'll, you'll come up with you might come up with the genesis of something that ends up being a riff, but it'll start out as something completely different or just like you say, a collection of notes that you think would sound cool together. But. It, it you know, the order can change and 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 the structure will change over time and it can end up being something that's far from the original idea but that's that's the creative process right there. Yep, yep. You know, it's like uh, yeah, working with different themes or whatever. Like, there's there's so many different uh, different approaches, and I find that the older I get, the more open to those different types of approaches that I have. Because I mean, this is our seventh record, right? So I always want to bring something new to the table. So However, I can get myself into a mindset where I can be creative. I always like to embrace that and think outside the box, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, speaking of which, um, wow, the new album, man. Fucking hell. Um, That's just, yeah, that totally caught me by surprise. Um, you've, You've just gone... Yeah, I mean, you've 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 got you haven't gone up a level. You've gone up a couple of levels. It is fucking intense. Thank you, man. Thank you. That was the goal. Well, I I mean, and I look, you know, it's your music. Far free, far from me, far be it from me to disagree with your music. But I I mean, I, I've listened to it a few times now, and for me, it is one hell of a progressive thrash album. Oh well, well thank you, see. For, for for us, we kind of think about it more, I, I guess, as a, as a death metal record. But I yeah. guess that's the beauty part about music is 
Absolutely. Some people can hear different things in it. Um, I can certainly hear different thrash elements to, to certain parts. I mean, we've always had both death metal and thrash metal components to our sound. It's just, to my ear, we've kind of ratcheted up the death metal vibes more, but if you're hearing thrash, then, you know, I, I well, you, argue with you. Look, you you know how it is, man. The the minute that thing the minute that thing gets released, it's no longer yours. You know, right. <laughs> it's it's it's, and in fact, it started already. It doesn't come out till the end of September, and I'm already laying it on you. But um, yeah, some other publications were like, oh, it's like the first single was black metal. So um, oh. you know, if they're hearing that influence in it, um, that that that's cool. You know, I think everyone. It, it also depends on what the listener is. Is checking out at the time, right? I mean, if you, if yeah. you mainly listen to thrash metal and that's your sort of go-to genre, you're probably going to hear the thrash metal elements more intently. You're gonna, or maybe you're gonna focus on them because your your ear is maybe more used to that. Whereas if you're you're more of a fan of death metal, maybe you're going to hear the death metal side of the sound uh, more and more. I don't think you'll hear a polka side to the record. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you're right. We all bring our own kind of bias to it. I mean, there's the the three three things that I've picked up. I'm still early days with the album, but it's it has blown me away. Abs, I mean, I mean, yeah, absolutely blown me away. And um, three things occurred to me. One, um, I can I um, I hear early atheist in some parts because some of it's just so fucking crazy. Um, uh, and and for me, I've I've always felt that I could feel um, uh, voivod in your music, in the background, somewhere. Um, and I think that probably comes from some of the dissonance that, you know, in, in certain parts. Um, but funnily, to, funnily enough, today I was listening to a track, I can't remember which one, and I was thinking your 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 voice, for just for a, a little bit of it, reminded me of um, uh, Chris Nataro, the, um, the Grumsuckers vocalist. So, I'm, you know, I'm all, I'm all over the map here. Yeah, wow, that's that's a whole yeah, that's a whole lot of different bands. No, that's cool. I mean, I'm, I I love Atheist. Uh, we actually got to tour with them when they when they did their their comeback tour. Oh man, really? They on the Jupiter yeah. tour? I think yeah, I think that was the tour that they came back on. Yeah, so that was really cool. Like, I mean, I never expected to even see Atheist live, let alone to tour with them. So that was crazy when we got that phone call. Oh man, um, that is that's like one of those phone calls where you're like, right, okay, this is what I'm yeah. in it for. Oh yeah, and then uh, Voivod. I, I I love Voivod. Super interesting, you know, very kind of you know spacey, um, but 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 thrashy and aggressive at the same time. And and, and for me, uh, they they keep evolving as a band. I mean, obviously, uh, with the, them losing Piggy tragically, um, you know, some bands like can't come back from that type of thing. But uh, with Dan Mongrain in the band right now, who's who's such a brilliant guitar player, he's really carrying on yeah. Piggy's legacy um, in, in, in a way that I think you know it's it, it's truly remarkable. Like to to hear someone come in who's just such a fan of the band Voivod, who can then you know join the band and and, and create new music and and like I said, carry that torch that 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 Piggy. Um, you know, was was carrying brilliantly and, and inspiring so many people. So yeah, um, no, yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, say I love Voivod and I love Atheist. Um, I'm actually not super familiar with the Crumb Suckers. Uh, believe it or not, they were not really a band that I that I spent a, a ton of time with. But um, if you can hear that influence in my voice again, that's 
that's cool. That's you. That's something that you're bringing to the table that you know yeah. I'm not aware of. Maybe I got to check that out. Yeah, or maybe that's just me bringing my bias to the table, and you'll be listening to it going, "There's no fucking way I sound like that guy." Uh, <laughs> you never know but um, yeah I mean Vo- Voivod for me I've always thought they're, they're the Pink Floyd of thrash metal yeah you know I mean and that's not I mean it's a it's a pretty obvious comparison to draw given that they've you know played a couple of Pink Floyd covers but uh, it is they're just kind of like they're just kind of out there on their own you know there's nothing like them um, you know but their influence seeps through so many different parts of, of of thrash, death, you name it. There's incredibly influential band. For sure. Um, and uh, but that that atheist tour, man, that must have. Been, I mean, how long ago was that? That's that's going back a few years now. Oh yeah, it was years ago. That was kind of one of our first, you know, tours with like you know bigger bands that we we got. That's, but that must have been just super exciting. Were you, were you direct support or were you just on a kind of package? I think it was a package. It was pretty early on in our career. I think A Life Once Lost was on it as well. If I don't, if I recall correctly, could be wrong though. But it was, it, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Cool man, cool man. And um, how in um, how involved in um, in like the the process of putting the new album out are you? Are you are you kind of like all over the social media and uh, and everything else, or is it very much led by the label? I mean, I, I you know, obviously the lyrical concepts for the album, um, you know, seem to have all come from you. And I just wondered how how involved you were with the actual overall aesthetic of the album and getting that out there, but also the social media side of stuff and everything else. Is that something you get involved with? Yeah, I'm, I'm very involved with with all that. I mean, when you're releasing a record, you, you want it to be sort of a complete sort of work right so like yeah aesthetically like how it's being you know put out there i mean e- even just down to like we went through some revisions with, with the, the layout of the cd like the, the the font on the cover i was like okay you know make it look like this it, it needs to look like an like at first it kind of looked like like eight bit like nintendo kind of lettering and I was <laughs> right, like, right, yeah that's cool but like i want it to be more like sci-fi like more like have that old school sort of yeah like that sci-fi feel that I might see on like a VHS tape or something like that or that 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 new movie The Void that came out recently I like the 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 look of the lettering on that so I use that as an example like so I mean I'm communicating directly with people at the label that are in charge of the marketing that are in charge of the layout that are in charge of I mean I picked I hand picked all like the vinyl colors myself you know it was like I spent they sent me the website and they're like here's what we're thinking I'm like all right let me like go through and like I'll I'll choose like so I was looking at the album cover and being like, okay, like I can see these colors in the album. Let me see if I can match it up with this weird, like, uh, you know, sp- spreadsheet kind of thing that that's on these different uh, vinyl websites. I like every single part of it. Like, to, to me, like feeds back into the the vibe of the record. Like, we've got like a a space gray vinyl that's like this two tone kind of translucent gray. That's one of the vinyl options and. You know, there's not really a lot of gray on the record, but there's one image of like the creature like eating this like rocky, like moon-like planet, and I'm like, oh, that would be cool if I like just kind of honed in on this one little small Easter egg here on the record, and like we blew that up, and like now that's like its own vinyl option that we're only going to do like 250 copies of, and lo and behold, like you know, we've got that in the web store. So, um, I it, that stuff is fun for me. Obviously, it's like work, and and I think probably a lot of bands like don't uh, you know 
they're, they're kind of down to just have someone else take the reins with that. Yeah. But for me, and it's like I can't really help myself. I've got like a vision. I want to sort of see it through through like every single possible angle that I can, just to kind of make it more immersive and more of like a special thing. Um, and then as far as social media goes, yeah, I mean, I, I, am on my own personal, uh, Instagram and Facebook, like, you know, posting about various things, like oftentimes band related other times it's like, you know, more like personal stuff or whatever. Um, but I also run the, the band Facebook and the band, uh, right. uh, there and, and, and Instagram and stuff like that as well. So I'm, I'm posting on there. I mean, it's not just me sometimes like the label also has access to that. So if they're going to be posting, you know, about like a promo deal or, you know, certain things like they have, they have access to that, but a lot of the content is generated by myself. Yeah, no, I know, I know the, I know the same feeling. I do the same for my band. And, um, uh, I mean, I think, I, I, you know, sometimes it can get a little, a, a little draining when it's kind of like, you know, we're, you know, you've got to be posting at least once a day. And I, right. I, I can find myself kind of like being a fucking Hoover, just trying to like, Hoover things up to go to, to to post in days to come and you know and 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 shit like that because I think it's also I mean obviously you've got a new album coming out but when between cycles it's important to kind of keep people engaged but it doesn't necessarily always have to be a, be about the band you can just put stuff out there that gets people talking yeah no for sure and I mean I don't know sometimes it's just fucking hard to figure out how to say things like like how do <laughs> I like say go listen to this track for like the you know the the fourth time on a on an album cycle or whatever, you know, or like you know, different clever ways to like be engaging. And I mean, sometimes like I'll take more time than I should just like like thinking about a certain way to like you know like how can I caption this photo with something funny, you know? And luckily, like Dan's got a good sense of humor too, so I'll uh, you know if it's something like on tour or whatever, like you know you want to put something that's going to maximize the impact. So like, all right, what the hell should we say about this photo of uh, you know? our merch guy like passed out you know drunk behind his dumpster here what, what can we how can we caption <laughs> this uh, perfectly i know and and the thing is as well i what i find is sometimes you you know you 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 put a post up and you think oh man that's really cool you know that's 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 really going to hit home and it gets a kind of like average response and then you just you spend no time thinking about something you just think throw something up there kind of like well you know that'll do for now and next time you come yeah. back it's like wow people are going fucking crazy over this what wh- why yeah you know it's, it could be time of day i mean there's so many different uh yeah so many different factors again i try i try not to think about it too much because it's like <laughs> at the end yeah. of the day it's just social media and stuff like that but um you know it, it, it's more like you know okay i'm gonna be engaging with like potentially like you know, a hundred thousand people here, or whatever, or more, just look, looking at like all of our uh, you know, media across like you know social platforms. Like, how can I, uh, you know, let me let me make sure that I can at least come up with something that's going to be, you know, engaging and 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 sound personable, right? Because I think yes. that's the, the biggest thing that people want to take away from that is like that they have like a you know a direct line of like communication or whatever, like with the band like that like there's a certain aesthetic about how people like interact i mean some bands like you know are really great at social media like much better than me they're posting memes and this and that like <laughs> i just don't really have a ton of time for that but um you know some people really they can launch their whole careers just based around like how how well do they can they can navigate social media you know and i mean and, and now you've got people that just are famous just because of they're good at social media you know like instagram accounts that have like 
100,000 followers and they just like post a picture with a funny caption and like that's that's it you know it's like a new form of comedy for some people I guess Man, you've 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 hit the nail on the head. In fact, you remind you reminded me of um, I I saw um, I saw somebody on Instagram, and it was a posted it was a um, sponsored video, and it was sponsored by McDonald's. And she was kind of basically saying, you know, go into McDonald's and play this game next time you buy a burger, and you can win win this. And I just thought, I've got no idea who this person is. So I just kind of right, right. I, I, like, I, who the hell is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it, it gets worse, right? I I I followed it. I, I clicked. Followed through to her account, and she's got like half a million followers or something. Right, right. And the most recent post on her Instagram account was, "So that was my that was my last shift as a cleaner. Next year, I'm going to try. I'm is going to be my year to try and make it as a singer." And I'm like, "This girl's a fucking cleaner." And she's got a half a million. And then I'm scrolling down and she's been posting videos of her, like, performing cover versions in her front room of, right. like, various songs. And I'm just like, I, I don't understand. This girl is a, a cleaner who performs cover versions in her front room. She's got half a million followers and McDonald's are paying her to run videos on her account. What the fuck has happened? Yeah. It's the world that we uh, that we live in. Yeah, I mean, you know, half a million followers is way more than uh, than Revocation has on our Instagram. Account. <laughs> so that's uh, you know, or most dude, for that matter. Dude, you, dude, of, you need to you need you need to get your job. You do need to need to get yourself a job as a cleaner, man. That's so. Yeah, I, I, I went. I, I did it all wrong. Yeah, we do it. We're doing it all wrong. You know, fuck this. Trying to be creative, Lark. You know, just be a cleaner and cover other people's tunes. And apparently, you know, that's it. You're going to be made. It's it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's a weird world we live in with the social media. You know, like I said, that like you could be you get famous just just based off of how well you can can navigate it. And you know, I mean, I've never seen this person sing before, so maybe she's really talented. It, absolutely, um, maybe but, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess until you do your own stuff, um, you know, unless she's like just like really crushing these covers. I mean, there's some talent to, to be said for that for sure. Um, you know, like if you can replicate something well or put your own spin on something. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess some people just hit it big with the social media. I mean, there's there's people that have gone on tour that are like YouTubers that like, yeah, uh, you know, like, I mean, there's freaking... Chicks that got a million followers just they just do their makeup on, on YouTube. <laughs> you know, like that's, yeah. that's their whole channel is just them doing their makeup, you know. So there's like apparently a market for, for that out there. I mean, doesn't doesn't interest me at all, but I mean I guess that's for some people a form of uh, of entertainment. But Well yeah. who who would have ever thought Who would have ever thought that the unbo- unboxing videos would become a phenomenon? You know? That, I know that's why it's so funny watching that that newest uh, Who Is America character. Yeah, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, yeah, he's got like a whole spoof of that. Oh man, I I I did some gigs with him way back twenty years ago. I did some gigs with him when he was first starting out. Oh no shit. Yeah, yeah. He he used to be called the. Um, the one man Egyptian terrorist army, which of course, let's, it, it was a long time, you know, it's a long time ago. You couldn't pull that shit off now, right? Um, uh, and he used to basically run on stage with a bag and say that he had a bomb in his bag. And uh, yeah, this shit is definitely not flying like now. But, um, uh, but you know, 
back in the day, it was all right. So um, he used to run in, run on stage with with a bag and say that he's got a bomb in his bag. And um, sometimes it would go really well. And other times it would absolutely, for want of a better phrase, bomb. Um, But, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh hell yeah! I mean, he's he's it's t- taken it to a whole new level. But but yeah. it, but it's true. It's like you know unboxing videos and shit like that. And it's like you know, there's just no way that you can predict. And that's the thing about social media. I think there's no way of being able to predict trends. There's no. Right. It, it's. I, I didn't even know unboxing was a thing until I saw the spoof of it. You know what I mean? Really? Like, I didn't even realize that that was. Ah right. Thing. I'm sure you could look at any one of those videos, and it probably has like. You know, millions of hits or whatever. Oh, it's 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 insane. It's, it's I've got like friends friends' kids of mine are like you know, they they follow this guy and every time a new phone comes out, you know, oh he's the guy you want to watch. He's the best at this. And I was like, yeah, I I'm I, right. I don't. I'm fucking not getting this. Really not getting this. I'm not playing video games, you know. But like now there's yeah videos of people playing video games that you just watch. You know, like yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's a crazy, crazy world. I hope it doesn't, you know, breed this, you know, future generation of just, like, incredibly, like, vapid people that, like, don't have any, like, original thought because everything is just so based around, like, Instagram and, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like what you do with it, right? If it's a tool, if you've got, like, great music or great art that you're making, you know, I, I look at it as, like, a tool. So I guess, like... I try to see the the benefit of it, right? Like, uh, yeah. like here's like a great guitar player who's doing like really original stuff, and he's like putting a, a video of him like working on this new concept, and it sounds beautiful and amazing. And like, I look at it like I'm just like a fly on the wall, like in his room or her room, while they're coming up with this really awesome idea, right? Or if it's like an illustrator and he's working on this awesome poster for this upcoming tour or a progress shot for some of his own work or a band's t-shirt or album cover. And, and like that to me is like, you know, super interesting. And I like being that like fly on the wall for like people that are really creating art and like pushing it. Cause you can be like a true artist and use like social media and stuff like that. Obviously it doesn't yeah. like detract from your, your art. If it's good art, it's good art. You can use, you know, why not amplify your voice to get things out there? I mean, yeah. I mean we live in a capitalistic society. You have to commodify yourself in some regard, I mean, I look, I look at it like, hey, the more money you can make off your art form, the more time you can, you know, dedicate to making more art and not, you know, having to seek other sources of income, which, which so many people have to do, you know, like, um, I mean, myself included, like, I have to work when I'm, when I'm home, like, I teach lessons and stuff like that. Luckily, it's fun for me to do, um, but, you know, it's still, still, you know, you're working on stuff that's not, like, necessarily being creative, right? Um, but, like, as, as far as the social media side goes, like like I said, trying to get yourself out there, I've got no problem with that. It's when like you just don't have anything really to say, and like you just become sort of famous just because you're famous, or like you know you're a celebrity just because you get like a certain number of likes because you posted like a selfie or something like that. Like you know, then that to me is like, all right, like what is the what is the the, the point to uh, to all this? You know, yeah. like, what, where's the, why is this person famous? They're famous because they're famous. Like, okay, that's that's a strange concept to me, you know? Yeah. Not because they did anything of merit, you know? It's just because, like, they're famous because they have, like, 
a shit ton of money or something, you know, and like whatever. It is, and I think it's it's well, it's 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 that both sides of the same coin, isn't it? On the one side, you've got that you know people who are famous for being famous, but on the other side. As you were saying, you've also got really creative people who are inspiring future generations. Where you, as you say, you know, you can sit, you know, they're they're doing whatever on YouTube, and they're it's in either an inspiring piece of art or an, well, you know, an inspiring um, illustration, or it's somebody dude playing a guitar, or it could be somebody cooking, or whoever it is, you know. And there's and there's people out there taking inspiration from that, and in years to come, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be inspired by that person to go on and go into that you know that um that particular art and become a success of it and and because they can and i guess it also it frees people up to be independently successful you know i mean that's yeah so that's great you know like so i guess i kind of it's like a love-hate relationship right you know like yeah. there's, there's aspects about it that i love and i'm like wow that's it's giving these artists like a voice but then it's like wow it also gives like very sort of narcissistic vapid people an amplified voice too and like unfortunately <laughs> like people kind of like drink the Kool-Aid and go with the cult of personality um, sometimes just because of, of, I don't know, there's so many, I think a variety of factors as to why that could be. I'm sure like psychologists are like writing like novels on it right now. But um, yeah, it's like, okay, cool. You've got all these you know, followers or whatever, but you're, you're just, uh, what, what are you, what are you doing uh, yeah. with that amplified voice that you, that you have? Well, it's. I guess the thing about the the great thing about the internet is that everyone has a voice, and the worst thing about the internet is that not everyone, everyone not everyone should have a voice. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, it, and, and the only way you know you can't put the genie back in the bottle. The only way you find out is when you do it. And um, but having well, said, my other concern with it is that like you know like music and, and and art. I mean, these things are also meant to be experienced. Like I think you get the most out of them when you experience them, you know, live, right? You know, so going to like a picture of a painting is not going to have the same effect as like standing in the presence of that painting and like just being in that moment, you know, in the same way, like going to see a show, like everyone's sort of watching the show through like a, a, a cell phone, uh, you know, iPhone screen or whatever, like rather than actually like being there in the moment. Like I'm not saying like, don't snap some footage here and there. I mean, I like to do that myself. Yeah. But like, as far as like, I, I also want to put it away and just like be in that moment and, and appreciate that moment as well. So again, you, I think you can have both. It's just like the, the whole like seeing things solely through YouTube and, and Instagram and, and, and that being how everyone sort of consumes music and art. Um, you know, it's sometimes concerning to me because it's like, you know, you got to get up out of your house and go like see a show and, you know, or go to a museum or, you know, whatever, you go to a poetry reading, like whatever suits your fancy, go see a dance performance, experience it live. Like we're not meant to just live in this sort of digital realm. And when we're, we're human beings, flesh and blood, we got to like go out there and feel those organic experiences. I feel like in order to get the, the most out of it, some of the best shows I've been at, like if I go to like a weird, like jazz show, that's like, they're playing like improvised music. Um, I might never see that again. And like, I'm okay with like not filming that. Like, you know, you look around and there's like maybe like 15 or 20 people in the audience, like it's a small show and no one's filming and everyone's just experiencing it. And it's so beautiful because it's like this fleeting thing. This is never going to happen again. They're playing some, you know, free jazz for like an hour. No one's recording this. It will never be heard again. And it's almost like an existential kind of like, 
uh, meditation, like you're like, wow, this is this is amazing. I'm like truly living in this moment, and I'm okay that it can't be cataloged and recreated. It's just fleeting and it's beautiful, and that's kind of a metaphor for for life itself, I guess. Yeah, do you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, I and and. Funnily enough, I, I, the last show I played with the band before we went into the studio, we're actually in the studio at the moment recording the uh, the new album, and we we played a show the day before we went in, and just before, literally about half an hour before we went on stage, I said to the guys, "How do you fancy playing a new song tonight?" Now I'm I'm a, I'm all about not playing new stuff before it comes out. I'm just yeah. just not into it. Um, but I said, "How about we just throw." a new song in tonight and everyone and the rest of the guys were like yeah 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 and we all knew what song we hadn't played it for weeks and we were like fuck it look you know if we fuck it up we fuck it up but and when it got to when it got to that song i just said to the audience look do you want to hear a new song and they're like yeah fucking hell yeah so I said, okay fine on one condition you do not film it if anyone takes their phone out while we're playing this song we'll just stop and we won't restart the tune we'll stop and that's all you're going to get so it's up to All you. Right. I said, this is just between you and us. No phones. And they totally bought into it. And then in the social media afterwards, I just there was loads of people tagging it, saying they played a new song. They played, And everyone was saying, oh, where's the video? Post a video. And everyone was just, everyone was just posting back, gleefully saying, no, it's not on video. There's no video of it. And, and all of a sudden... It became even more exclusive. It became right. it, it became better. It became bigger on social media because it doesn't exist. You know, and it's exactly about that being in the moment and just saying to everybody, "Look, you can you can you can you can just stand and check the tune out. Don't fucking film it." And everybody bought into it. And then it and like I said, and then it, it got a, a new lease of life of people going, "Yeah, it's really cool. No one's got any footage footage of it." You had to be there. Yeah, I, I love it. You know, that's that to me is sort of that the exciting thing about about music and about art. So I, I just hope we don't lose that in that in this digital generation that's coming up, where like everyone is so tethered to technology. I hope there's always room to sort of you know turn off the uh, the uploads and stuff like that, and just just be in the be in the moment. Yeah, just be just be happy to be there, as opposed yeah. to getting a kick out of taking a picture and and checking in and telling everybody else that you're there there's there is no joy in that the joy is actually being there right no for sure for sure and 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 i guess like you say that's what you just hope people you know don't lose you know, right. and I, I know there's a, there's a, a kind of few celebs. I was listening to an interview with Lawrence Fishburne the other day, and um, he doesn't do he doesn't do pictures. So if somebody comes up and says, "Oh, you know, do you mind if I get a picture?" and he's like, "Yeah, I do. I'm sorry, you know, you can't have one, but you can have a hug. You know, right, right, right. you know, you can have a conversation." Right. And he's and he said it's great because it's a really easy way of weeding the people out who just wanted a picture with him so they can put it on social media, boast to their friends, get a load of likes and feel more validated. Right, right, right. And he said, you know, the people who are actually genuinely interested to meet me hang around and have a conversation. And that's cool because I've met someone and had a chat and they've met, and we've both got something out of it. Yeah, and that's interesting. Yeah. It is. You say, I was kind of like, wow, that was a you know, really interesting point of view but it's it's all about getting people out of the house it's the same in comedy it's the same in music it's about getting people out the house and getting them to go to see 
you know, live entertainment, whether it's music, comedy, whether it's art, whatever it is, it's, you know, don't don't just sit there and post on, you know, and say how much you like something. Go and contribute and become part of it. Good for the damn soul to go out and do that, you know? Hey, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm I'm less religious than the next guy, but, you know, if, <laughs> there, if there is such thing as a soul... That is exactly what it is. It's about nourishing the soul. Right, right. You know, hell yeah, man. I've, I've, uh, I've got. I think another interview coming up at at four thirty. He hasn't called in yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to to keep chatting. But I, I will have to split. I just don't want to get cut off uh, mid, uh, yeah, mid chat here. So, um, I, I don't know. Dave, Dave, I can't, I can't believe it. You all, you know, this was going really well, and already you're starting to see other people. <laughs> that's fucking outrageous man it's yeah, it, it's over between me and you it's fucking over it's over man <laughs> hey you know this is the this is the life i lead of, 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 <laughs> on the press trail <laughs> yeah I yeah you're, lu- you're you're lucky to get half an hour <laughs> yeah, yeah no, i get that well I, I will come along to the show um in december at the uh the underworld in london um Great. Because, um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, um, Andy's been great hooking up the interview and he made sure I got a copy of the album and everything else. And that's an awesome venue. So you guys are going to be, um, uh, I would imagine, we packing that place out as well. So that would be, um, uh, that's really towards the end of the uh, end of the tour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the underworld we played there. That was the first place we've ever played in London was, was there with Dying Fetus way back in the day. So I've got fond memories of that spot and, um, you know, just kind of in the thick of it there in that, that neighborhood. So it's, It'll be cool to get back there, and I can't wait. It th- looks like he's going to call me right now. So ah, right, gotta, okay. Jump off. It was a pleasure. Absolute um, pleasure, David. Really nice talking to you. Thanks for taking the time, dude. Take care, brother. You too. See you in London. Bye. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. And that was uh, myself and David having a good old chat there. Hope you all liked that. Um, it was fun, wasn't it? Um, he's a, yeah, top man. And as I was going on about the um, about the album, there, I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing it. Um, it yeah, it just absolutely shredding stuff in there. Um, I mean, I like I likes me a bit of revocation. Um, Deathless was definitely the uh, uh, the first song I heard by them. That I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, and um, yeah, they just completely took me by surprise. So, you know, for fans of and people who haven't heard them before, definitely, definitely, definitely um, worth a listen. Just had a, an email in the in the break there um, from um, uh, from a festival who looked like we're um, we're going to be uh, we're going to be playing there um, next year. Um, can't say uh, it's one of the smaller ones, so you might not have even heard of them. But there you go. Okay, you know that's. How I roll. Now, um, I want to put something into the podcast now that was sent to me by John Sheehan. Hello, John. Thank you very much for this, you fucking dick. They know what they are fucking doing. They know what they are doing. They are fucking doing, doing, doing. 
They are sucking, they are sucking, they are sucking, go ahead. Sucking, 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 go ahead. They know what they are fucking doing. And John would appear to know what he's fucking doing. Um, that really, um, that really cracked me up when I got that. And uh, along with a message that just said, uh, "Sorry, couldn't help myself." And um, I thought that was fucking brilliant. Um, so there you go. Um, I'm, I'm. I, I was going to say I'm going to be careful not to say anything stupid, so people can't make a loop out of it. But let's face it. That ain't fucking happening. I think that ship sailed long, long time ago. Long into the night did that ship sail. Um, so look, on, uh, keeping your keeping your wits about you and making this slightly different to previous podcasts. Um, I'm now going to chuck in some music. Yeah, that's right. Um, so this is a track by a band called um, A Ritual Spirit. Um, the song is the Happy Ever After. Um, they con- they got in contact and basically said, "Look, um, uh, do you still?" Um, oh, so yeah, it's a Ritual Spirit. That's the band. If you want to go find them anywhere, a Ritual Spirit, uh, and the song is called the Ever After. Um, and they got in contact and said, "Hey, are you still doing? Um, uh, are, you, are you still doing unsigned bands?" And I said, yeah, why not? You know, I haven't stopped doing a lot of things. Um, which reminds me, I'd forgotten about the bollocks, bollocks back shit. I mean, you guys remind me of stuff that, that I was doing that I don't do anymore. So basically, if you're at a live show, sorry, a ritual spirit, you're going to have to wait. If you're at a live show, just shout bollocks, really loud bollocks, right? If you hear somebody at a gig shouting bollocks, your job is to shout bollocks back. Okay, that way we know we've got some fucking listeners of talking bollocks in. Okay, so bollocks, bollocks back. Let's hear it, and then please do let me know. Send me tweets or whatever, and let me know um, if you're, uh, you know, if you heard it, if you were part of a a, a bollocks um, chorus. Anyway, back to a ritual spirit. It was Stephen Patterson that sent this in. Um, uh, who got in touch and just say, who just said, look, you know, are you, are you doing this? Um, I went, yeah, cool. So um, without further ado, A Ritual Spirit and The Ever After.
So there is a ritual spirit and the ever after. So um, go find them on socials. Um, really rocking tune that. And um, and also anybody, you know, any bands that you know, unsigned bands, feel free to reach out and um, reach out. Fucking hell, I'm, I'm doing that again. Reach out. Fucking reach fucking out, Howard. Reach fucking out. Christ. Sounds like a mafia sit-down, doesn't it? If you want to send me an email, howard at allabouttherock.co.uk or send me a tweet or whatever you like um, and uh, a link to your band or send me an MP3 so I can stick it in the show, no problem. Consider it done, as long as it's not shit, okay? Don't be sending me a shit. But if you do send me something that's shit, I will play it and I will say it's shit. How's that, okay? Is that a deal? I think that's a deal. And that is quite an apt way to go into the next interview, actually, because we are now going to speak to the um, the Lord of Darkness from Sweden, um, Bjorn Larsson himself. Um, now, I met uh, Bjorn when he was play- playing, um, uh, uh, playing bass, um, and we were in um, Portugal earlier this year. And, um, yeah, I, I mean... All of this is gonna. All of this is gonna come up in the um, uh, in the interview. Um, but uh, yeah, we were in this. We were in Portugal. It was freezing cold. He was playing bass for God Macabre. We were there with Acid Rain and um, uh, Jonas, who plays in At the Gates, was also playing in um, God Macabre as well. Uh, he's one of the originals, and um, and yeah, we just got on really well. Um, had a really good laugh. I did an interview for his podcast there and then. Um, I said I'd get him on mine and and got him on. And um, the reason why I say it ties up with what I was saying about if you send me stuff and it's shit, I'm going to play it and say it's shit. Um, <laughs> um, Bjorn has a, a the BL Metal podcast. Okay, it's very very cool. The BL Metal podcast. Very cool. I can't believe I'm fucking giving everybody. Ev- Everybody else's podcasts, free advertising on this fucking thing. Um, anyway, they've all done it for me, so it's only uh, it's only returning a favour, really, isn't it? Anyway, um, he has music sent into him. He doesn't listen. He's not listened to it before, and he listens to it on the show and and breaks it down as he's listening to it. He's very good at it. Um, I mean, I think I'd say that probably because, um, well. Because I agree with a lot of his opinions on a lot of the stuff he's um, uh, he's talking about. So, um, yeah, anyway, here is mine and Bjorn's chat from a couple of days ago. Hello there. Hello there. Hello. Hello, how are you? Is, is, that, is that Bjorn Larsen of the BL Metal podcast? Oh, the very same. <laughs> it's, it's lovely to hear your voice, mate. Yeah, yours too, man. Uh, I I, I uh, kind of mixed up the hours. It's like a one-hour time difference, right? Yeah, ah, right. <laughs> I, I didn't think of that, actually. I, I thought, okay, England is like the same. But no, no, it's uh, one hour. So, uh, so, yeah. so, me, so, <laughs> me, so me saying I could do it early is actually doing it late for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About, about an half an hour, but that's fine. Oh, brilliant! We've we've met halfway. This this is this is great. This is pretty much typical of um, uh, of uh, of our friendship. We kind of we sort of met kind of by accident, and um, 
Um, and now we've ended up, you know, we've ended up accidentally managing to pull off this interview and we accidentally pulled off an interview on your podcast. So, you know, let's hope this goes ag- accidentally well. Yeah, and half of my headset just broke, so I can only hear something, uh, hear you through one, my left ear, so yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Everything is uh, just, just halfway. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even in stereo, that is, that's incredibly disappointing, mate, that really yeah. is. <laughs> so uh so anyway how have you been because um i've been i I, lo- I love the by the way brilliant title for your uh podcast the bl metal podcast it's almost like you were so lazy you just used your own initials <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but you, but you know pe- people remember like a metal podcast so they can just you know search for metal podcast and they will find it that was the that was the purpose for the name uh uh, in the beginning, and and uh, I think it was a wise decision. But yeah, it's it's a it's a lazy name. <laughs> yeah, no, sure absolutely, absolutely. But it um, it works, and there's a certain amount of I guess there's a certain amount of synergy between our podcasts because we both just we both do tend to just pronounce on something and like we'll actually put an opinion out there and and stand by it. Yeah, yeah, and and. Um... The concept for my podcast is that I listen to tracks that the listeners send me. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't get to hear them before I listen to them on the show. So, so when I hear them, it's really the first time I hear the song. So if I think it sucks, I'm going to say it. And uh, sometimes you tend to change your mind when you hear something again. Yeah. And even again and again. So, so it's a risk. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, so have, um, have you have you listened to uh, Anal Nakrath again, and have you changed your mind, or did you just? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, you, you know, th- those guys were actually uh, pretty great uh, once um, about ten years ago or yeah. more, even. Uh, but th- this this last single or whatever you call it, it was atrocious. It was. Uh, I was not expecting that because I hadn't heard them in 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 maybe ten years, and and they always sounded decent. But this was, what was your opinion? The funny thing is, is when I was listening to it, and you were just you, you were you know unable to hide your disappointment. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, I was laughing because you were saying everything that I was thinking. Like you, you know, just as I was thinking, like Jesus, did he really just say that? Was that was that lyric for real? And you just comp- you commented on it and said like, oh god, he didn't just say what I think he said, did he? And um, I can't remember. What, do you, do you I can't remember what he said. And no, I'm trying to remember what that. Uh, it's like one of the lines on his lyrics is like I don't know. I can't remember what it was. Um, but Something it, about family, right? Oh shit! Something like that. I can't remember what it was, but it was it yeah, was yeah. it was a laughable cliche, and you were like, "Jesus, that's terrible." I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, yeah." And then it was it was like, "Oh, what's this machine head?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." It was yeah, it. Yeah. It sounded like it sounded like um, old men hopelessly out of touch trying to play dude metal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And 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 and, and, and they tried to like hide that fact with, with like a really uh, ugly kind of production to make it sound like cool and raw but but it was it was it was totally no imagination 
Yeah. And just like, um, um, well, that's that kind of music is supposed to be cynical, but cynical in a way that it's just trying to appeal to to the 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 kids with a baseball cap. Uh, yeah. 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 It, it, it was. Uh, I didn't have high hopes, and uh, they still managed to disappoint me. So yeah. That's 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 brilliant. That's how it is. That's brilliant. No, no, it was. It was. Um, it's, it, it also sounded um, to me. It sounded. Um, it sounded like a really well produced demo. It sounded like it was. It was half an idea. It was literally. It sounded like something yeah. that you might send to a band member and go, "Look, there's some riffs here, and I've shouted over it a bit. Let me know what you think." <laughs> you know. Well, well, maybe there's some there's some rhythms there. That, that, that was all it was because. But I think a lot, actually, a lot of like uh, one-man black metal bands, uh, they they actually record everything in, in the in the room where they grew up. You know, they still live with their parents, and they yeah. make these black metal uh, records. Yeah. Um. And, and uh, may, maybe I, I don't know because that's the way I write music. Then. Then, then uh, my bandmates we record everything professionally with quotation marks, but but still we we actually record it. But um, a lot of bands today, I think they they, they do everything in in one room, <laughs> yeah. except for uh, maybe some drums or or some half-assed program drums. Uh, and uh, some people actually get away with it. It sounds pretty good, uh, and some don't. I don't know if this uh, maybe this was actually recorded by that dude, that an rock dude, in his home. Maybe I, I don't know, but but it it really it really yeah Poor. huge disappointment. Very very. But we're we're actually recording at the moment and doing exactly what you said, like you know, recording inverted commas professionally, you know. Um, in a proper yeah, studio yeah. with a proper producer and and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, with a pro- proper uh, messenger app and uh, yeah, not not so proper headset. <laughs> um, uh, and um, it's kind of um, it's kind of hard to sort of pin you down to one thing because you do so much. Because you obviously we met in. Um, I mean, I'll have, I'll have mentioned this probably before. The interview appears on the podcast, but obviously we met in um, in February um, um, when we played the yeah, uh, or January. Or was it, oh, January! Was yeah, sorry, no. Well, January. no, you're right. It was January. Fuck yeah. me, it was like January the fifth, wasn't it? It was like um, yeah. And it what it we actually we actually bonded over. Uh, well, we actually bonded. I don't know. We all we all kind of met and first started talking. Um, I mean, we would have done yeah. because we were sharing a dressing room eventually, but we didn't know that at the time. Um, and I do believe it was uh, I do believe it was you uh, you ca- you uh, categorizing uh, acid rain as fun thrash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah, you fucking morbid Swedish cunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 you know, I have an experience in fun thrash as well, so. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not judging. It's, it's just what it, it's just what it is. But but it's. Um, I, I remember I heard uh, Acid Rain 
a friend of mine, he had um, that uh, pink record. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's it called? Obnoxious. I can't remember it right now. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, and we totally dug that, and we had no idea that uh, it was an English band, because to me, I had no idea that they were any UK thrash band, uh, except for yeah, maybe Sabbath, you know? Right, okay. uh, but, but But we really liked it, and... Um, but... but but there, there were so many. When I discovered thrash, I'm, I mean, I'm born in '81, so I discovered it like in the mid '90s. That's when I started to discover oh, right. like, cre- creator and all these bands. Right. Okay. So, so you're, you're so, playing catch up, right? That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you, you didn't really have the internet to check out bands either, so and, and, yeah. and learn everything. Uh, so. I, I had plenty to do with the creator discography and the Sodom discography and the Destruction discography. So, uh, yeah, I remember we listened to that record, but then that was kind of all the experience I had with Acid Rain. So, right. uh, it, it was uh, it was pretty cool when we saw what bands were playing in Portugal then, um, and you guys were playing. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be cool. And what I remember it was. Yeah, I, I I thought it was like fun thrash, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're right, you're right. Big fucking pink and, cover. And, and it wasn't meant like an insult or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, man, it's it's it, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, um, you know, we all ended up we all ended up sharing a dressing room anyway. Um, yeah. With yeah, with yeah. varying <laughs> degrees of fucking miserable musicians. Um, I, and you know who I'm talking about. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fat fucker just sat there the whole fucking night, just not talking to anybody, yeah. eating, and then which no. is which is the last thing he needed to do, and then um, and then just go on stage and and yeah, oh, honestly, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, and, and, and we're talking. Um, Quite a lot, actually. I, I, I did like a, a little interview with you in that dressing room for my podcast. I remember. And 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 that was uh, I actually did my podcast in Swedish then I think because you no, know, perhaps it was like the first episode in English I did because I think it was yeah uh, yeah this whole year I've been doing it in English before I did in Swedish and um. Yeah, and I remember we were talking about like the condition, the standards when you're out, when you're out playing. Uh, I mean, our room, we we actually had no heat whatsoever, and our vocalist Pad, he was he was sleeping under something that was supposed to be like an air condition, and we thought, okay, let's program this. Like in two hours, maybe we'll get some warmth in here. And he was sleeping under that machine that just like blew ice cold air onto him all night and he fell asleep and we woke up the day after and it smelled like mold and it was actually not the worst hotel that I've been in <laughs> and uh, it's like you you actually do it because it's great to play and it's uh, great to meet other people and speaking to people from different parts of the world and if you don't have that and you just sit and moan and eat cake and 
and being sad before going on stage and after. What's the point, honestly? Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And so you decided you'd get heroically fucked up before you went on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's not the most proudest moment, but I did a hell of a show. <laughs> it was it was awesome actually. It was from from f- from from this band's perspective, you being as fucked up as you were was just fucking brilliant. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Um but I have I have to uh, to because I know that after Portugal you were quite ill. Ah, because well, I know I was. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I was. Yeah, I a, a few of us a few of us were quite ill. Um, oh, that's yeah. that's an alarm going up on my laptop laptop to uh, telling me to uh, Skype you so I can switch that off. Um, yeah, I, I mean we were we were. Um, uh, we were quite ill. Um, I mean, I had a cold when I went out there, and it just got worse because typical Portugal, being a hot country, when it's cold, they've got no fucking idea of how to make a room hot. So, despite the fact we were in a room that had loads of radiators in, I don't think they knew how to work them. And and we had that no, we had no. that one pathetic electric fire in that um, in that uh, huge dressing room. Um, which was lovely, and so yeah, I just got colder and colder. Came back, had a bit of um, the norovirus, just yeah, liquid coming out of everywhere, and just feeling really shit. Yeah, um, yeah. But I understand. I, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. You managed to take it to a whole new level. Yes, yes. Uh, it was um, easily the worst twenty-four hours of my life. Uh, the the trip home because we went to um, to Lisboa uh, and uh, we were supposed to be picked up I think two thirty at night by by uh, yeah Joe a guy who was supposed to drive us to the airport and um, I think around two yeah maybe around two I woke up and I felt okay I really really have to puke. Um, so I ran to the bathroom and I puked and uh, I got back and and sometimes when you do that you think okay maybe that was all maybe I just had something bad to eat and and that's it yeah but uh, that did not turn out to be the case because then two uh, <laughs> thirty we went up we went out got in the car two hundred meters stopped the car I opened the door started puking and I puked at the um, Airport. I uh, puked uh, in, in the plane, and uh, of course we had two planes. So I think it, we were sitting maybe in Köln or Frankfurt. I, I actually don't remember because I was basically passed out. We got on the next plane, and I had a strategy that uh, as soon as uh, the plane lifts and we can take off our seat belts, I will just go back in the plane and I will stand by the toilet in case I have to go, you know? Yeah. And uh, I fell asleep during takeoff. Brilliant. So uh, like a half an hour later, I wake up and I realize that I really, really need to go puke again. So I stand up and I look back um, in the aircraft and there's a line on both the toilets. So I look forward and I can't 
see that toilet, so I just run as fast as I can <laughs> across the aircraft. And yeah, those are taken too, of course. So I run back and I just screamed, <laughs> screamed to to the personnel, um, the flight attendants, that uh, okay, I really need to puke, and they just like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't help you. And I just start puking in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. So that was not a good time at all, actually. Did, when when you were figuring out your strategy, um, yeah. at any point did you thought did you think, well, if worst comes to worst, I could always puke in my hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that that thought never occurred to me. That that was actually a good solution right then. But what what about the paper bag? What about the paper out. bags? The paper bags in the back in the, in the chair in front of you that are there specifically for yeah. puke? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are pathetic. Those are for infants. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. I, I, what you want yeah. is your hands, isn't it? Your big, manly, shovel-like yeah. hands. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then I just, then I just <laughs> and they had. Um, then they actually found like a, a garbage disposal uh, where they uh, throw all the airplane food. So they just shove that out, and I got to pew into that and they are trained to always smile too uh, <laughs> because they were super happy when I stood there pewing. <laughs> well, but so when you, but when you, you've puked in your hands so presumably you now have puke in your hands and you've got to like walk yeah. around almost like you're begging, you're walking around with your like your hands cut, yeah, yeah, your hands yeah, cupped yeah, together. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. and going like, uh, so is crying. there some, yeah. <laughs> So, so at what point do you go? Like, do they hand you something and you are excellent, and you're able to like open your hands and dump your puke into it, and then carry on puking? Uh, if I, I actually got there before I started puking in my hands, but 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 the, both toilets were locked. Right. And they were like just looking at me, like, yeah, uh, you have to wait. Uh, but <clears throat> then I started puking actually in my hands, but I stood there. And then they actually seemed a bit stressed out for, for, for a brief moment. But then it just uh, gave me that uh, garbage disposal and I just threw up there. And then they were happy again and offered me some orange juice and everything was just okay again. So that, that was nice. Oh, that's, uh, well, that, that's, um, <laughs> that, that's the God Macabre story out of the way. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so what, what else Just are you... one of many. But what, what else are you doing? Because I know you, um, you, you, you're, you're doing, like, quite a few bits. And, um, like you said, and we can talk briefly about why I got to go, uh, why I get to go and play 30-year-old death metal written by 16-year-olds all around the world. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, because God Macabre, uh, they were, um, they, I think they recorded, because I was, I'm not an original member. Yes, no, I'm aware of that, because, uh, like, you're not, you're not old enough to be an original member. No, exactly, exactly. Um, and they actually rehearsed and wrote these songs when they were, like, I think they were, like, 16 years old. And they recorded the album in Sunlight Studios in, I want to say, 90 or early 91. Uh, Oh, they're going to give me shit about this because I I should know this. Uh, But but it was was quite early, but the the record didn't come out until 93, I think. 
Um, and then they already disbanded. So there were no more music. They just made a demo that turned into a seven inch and a full length. And those are the songs that we still play today. Uh, and there's no new music coming. So that is quite weird. Who were, thinking who, that who were the original that, that members? Teenagers wrote the songs. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're playing them. <laughs> but, and also teenagers who are older than you now. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah they, they are. They are, they, they are uh, quite, quite a bit older, actually. Yeah. Is there any original <laughs> members in the band? Yeah. Um, all, all of the... Not, not the drummer, uh, Niklas. Um, because it's, uh, Per, Jonas and Ola were uh, the main guys in the band then. And they're the main guys today still. Right. And uh, and they never had like a real proper bass player. They only had like people filling in. So so um, I'm doing the bass and uh, Tobias, who's also in, uh, uh, yeah, he's like the main guy from Vomitory and he's also in Niflheim and bands like that. So he's doing the drums for God Macabre since like the reunion in 2013, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And me and Per, who, who, who's the vocalist of Gammacar, we also have the death metal band Mordbrand, which is the reason uh, they asked me to fill in on bass uh, or take the bass slot. Right, uh, okay. Because we were already doing music together, so it just seemed natural. So what's the, how, how, would I, how would I pronounce your band name in, in English? Is it kind of like Mordband? Maud Brand. Maud Brand. Maud Brand, lad. Sounds like something out of uh, Game of Thrones. Come on, you've got to go to Maud yeah, Brand. Yeah. It, it, it's uh, actually the word arson in uh, Swedish. Right, okay. You know nothing. Think, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was uh, David Ingram, uh, the old Benediction ex thrower singer. Uh, he played us on his podcast many years ago. Ah. And, uh, many years ago, he's had a podcast for many years. <laughs> and uh, he's, he lives in uh, Copenhagen now. So he kind of knows a little Swedish because Swedish and Danish, it, 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 uh, it's easy to read Swedish and Danish if Swedish or I, which 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 but David Ingram is it. which David Ingram is that? Because I've got I've actually got two David Ingrams on my um, on my Facebook. Um, yeah, and I think one of them calls himself Dave Ingram, and one is David Ingram, right? Right. Yeah. No. Got you. Yeah. No. I'm I'm I, I am not friends with the guy that you're thinking of. Yeah. Or yeah. Lives in Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah, but he's British, of course, and yeah. and, uh, and and he said like, Mordbren, I think that's murder fire, which is uh, <laughs> which is correct, but yeah, it's arson, the same thing. Right. Okay. Uh, well, uh, it's, well, it's it's, it's, quite uh, a, it's quite a shitty name, actually. I but, don't know. I don't know. You know, you could no. say your your band's on fire. You know, ha ha, ba bum. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. You're hot right now. Um, <laughs> and so how's the um how's the podcast going as well because um i'm i'm intrigued you did say that some labels send you some stuff and i'm i'm just a little i'm i'm interested to find what labels would send you stuff to slag off 
<laughs> I think the beauty of it is that even though I hate it, somebody might hear it and yeah. like it. Yeah, absolutely. Even though I hate it. Absolutely. Which is, yeah. which is perfect because everybody wins. So Yeah. Uh, and a lot of labels, um, uh, smaller labels, uh, are extremely interested in just being mentioned in 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 whatever situation. So, yeah, g- getting music is no problem at all. Mostly, it's, it's listeners who just, oh, this is a great uh, song. What do yeah. you think of it? You know. By the and, way, uh, this well, is my band, which is worse because oh, yeah. I'm gonna flag it off if I think it sucks. Yeah. And I'm extremely honest. I, I always tell them, okay, if you think you can take it, give it to me and I will listen. Yes. Um, yeah. But you but you you uh you keep it real, bro. You keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> always. But but but, it, but 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 then again it's like um Oh, how can you sit there and tell people what you think about their music when you're doing music yourself? Which I think uh, some people might... I, I think you're doing the same thing, basically, but you're talking about Dave Mustaine and all these people that <laughs> probably won't get to hear it. <laughs> oh, I'm suppo- I, was supposed to be, I was supposed to be interviewing Dave Mustaine last week. Is that so? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's 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 not happened. In fact, that's coming out now. That's an exclusive for the podcast. Yeah, um, it was. Um, I've I've tried twice to arrange it, and I've had a time and day, and it's got blown out three times. And now the dude has stopped replying to my emails, um, which is you know the press oh. agent. And I know the next email I'll get if I push it. The next email I'll get will be. I'm sorry, I don't represent this band anymore. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so yeah, but, but no, no, I'm sorry. I, I cut across you there. So, it's, but anyway, yeah. It, it, no, 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 but, but this was really interesting because the first thing I, I don't know, don't even know what I would ask Dave Mustaine, you know, I don't know. There's so much to ask, but what would I actually ask for the interview to, to go on in any length? I think uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I think a good opening question w- would have been, um, "Hi, Dave. Um, how was God feeling last time you spoke to him?" <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. see where that goes. And he, I, I don't think he would like that. No, I don't either, because I would think he would say, "Well, what do you mean? I am God." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that lyric way back there in '86. You know. Uh, what do you mean I don't believe in God? I talk to him every day. I believe you think that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think uh, I, I think I would ask him, do you still uh, get bands booted off uh, festival bills because you don't like their uh, message? Yeah, well, there is, there is that. Um, uh, but he started, he's played The Conjuring again, which he said he never would. Um, did, did that this year oh, in June. Yeah, did that in did that this year in June. And um, I don't know, mate. I, I tell you what. When when this um, uh, when the podcast has has finished, we'll uh, we'll have a little private off the record chat, and um, I'll I'll tell you some uh, some Mustaine stories. <laughs> 
I would love to hear them, man. Oh, they're, well, they're, they're, not, they're definitely not in his autobiography and they're not going to be on this podcast. And as always, if you're listening, people, if you see me out and about, stop me in the street and I'll be more than happy to tell you these stories, but there's no way I'm broadcasting them. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like my, yeah, Phil, bit like my Phil Anselmo story, which I'm uh, never telling on the podcast as well. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, no. So I, I think it's really ballsy because it's like it, I, I don't know. Do you ever, do you ever think that people send you their music and you like it and they're pissed off because they wanted you to hate it? No, no, I, I haven't. I, I'm also very thorough. I, I don't want, I don't want to like manufacture like hate for the music I listen to. I, I want it to be like honest because. Most music is just like meh. I, I, it's just just sounds in my ears, and it doesn't give me anything. But I really can't really critique anything either because there's nothing here that really bugs me. But there's nothing special or great happening either. That's like eighty-five percent of all music is like that. You're, you've, you, a, you've got a very good point, and B, you're, you're, you're right about that. Um, I think you played something on the last podcast which claimed that it was um, uh, that thrash, and straight away you were like, this isn't thrash. No, 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 because it, it wasn't. Uh, some parts were thrash-y, uh, and those parts I actually liked. Um, I thought they sounded interesting, like some sort of like technical voivod thrash esque stuff. But um, yeah, so if I would just sit there, oh, this is not thrash, this sucks, and and you know, you just spewing shit all over over what I'm hearing, I think the podcast will would lose its appeal. I really have to be like provoked by the music. <laughs> which happens actually sometimes uh, when there's like a mystical flat bass moment happening in the middle of a death metal song that I'm not prepared for. Yeah. So, um, yeah, stuff like that. So when I really say I hate something or I'm really pissed off when I hear something, that's that's like the real deal. Oh, I don't don't doubt it for a minute. I get really impressed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, well, I, I always think that the worst, the worst critique, the worst thing that anybody can ever say about anything is, no, oh, it's all right, it's okay, not bothered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know? What I mean, I'd much because rather that, somebody. Nothing. Yeah, you want to provoke a reaction, don't you? I mean, even if it's if it's yeah. you know outrageously positive or outrageously negative, it's a reaction for somebody to just go, yeah, it's yeah. all right. That would fucking break my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because, okay, so so you're not feeling anything when you listen to my art. <laughs> okay, that's that's not okay. You're not saying it's bad, but you're not feeling anything. Okay, that's kind of a bummer, I think. Um, well, you know, it it is and it isn't, isn't it? I mean, ultimately, um, I don't know. I think. <sighs> I don't, I'm, I'm always trying to find something, um, and I think I've always been like this. When I'm listening for music, I'm, I'm listening for stuff that I haven't heard before. And by that, I don't mean like absolutely complete, yeah. complete originality. But whatever genre it is, I want to hear somebody moving it, either moving it forwards or just doing it really fucking well. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing too. When you hear something, or 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 you you hear somebody do something that you haven't heard in a very long time, and they do it really well. That's that's really awesome when you feel that. Oh, I didn't even think that you could do this type of stuff again, but it actually works. Yeah, that is a pretty cool thing. Like when I first heard um, the Devil's Blood, the Frog rock psychedelic kind of not so psychedelic but but excellent rock band basically. Yeah. Um, when I heard their EP, um, their debut EP, I was blown away. I, 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 it actually sounded so genuine and so so well crafted and so well played that I couldn't help but think it was totally brilliant. So in other words, um, the other words exactly the opposite of how ghost sounds. <laughs> but I like ghosts. Oh ghost no! <laughs> after all that, after all that, and you you go and like ghost? Fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. I don't. The the thing with me is I, I'm a sucker for songwriting, and uh, I don't consider ghosts. A band anymore. I actually did uh, in the beginning. I, I, yeah. But everything that happened with that band. But he's uh, he's a sometimes great songwriter and sometimes good songwriter. And I always find some fillers on the records. But sometimes I think, okay, that's a clever move. Okay, that's um, that's uh, really inspired. Um, I don't think Ghost is a genius. They're a genius in marketing. Uh, music isn't genius, but music is sometimes pretty good to great, and sometimes ah, not so much. Um, so I think I'm like more in the middle ground there when it comes to Ghost. Yeah. It seems like people are super fans, or they hate it so much that they can't stop talking about it on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, and, and, they, and they actually, I've seen people want to boycott festivals because ghosts are playing. So, ghosts is playing. So, I also, yeah. but I, I also think, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, you know, I do hate ghosts, but um, uh, I, for, <laughs> for, I, I kind of feel partly mugged by them as well because it's kind of like, um, I'm, you may have seen a picture that I posted up recently, which, which is a meme, and it's not mine, but I thought it was a great meme, which was a picture of the Batmobile, and it just said, this is how a ghost is advertised, and then a picture of the Scooby-Doo yeah. mystery yeah. machine, and this is how ghost sounds. And I was like, that, for me, that's exactly it. I think part of the reason I don't like them is I feel a bit mugged by, ooh, check out how evil yeah. we are. And you put it on, and it's like, fuck me, it's yeah. Blue Oyster Cult. It's like the 70s have spilled onto a record. What the fuck happened here? Yeah. It's just... Totally, and I, I get that. Uh, but, but don't you think that's exactly what uh, Rolling Stones and Beatles fans thought when they first heard Alice Cooper? Um, I don't know. I, I can't answer for any of those fans, but I do know that I kind of, I saw this, you know, dark, malevolent, almost satanic image. And what I heard yeah. just sounded like badly produced children's nursery rhymes with a distorted guitar. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just... <Yeah. laughs> 
but hey, you know, that's I, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know if that plays into it where I feel I feel a little bit kind of like, oh, you fucking bastards. You know, how dare you look one way and sound another? And that's and it's thrown me. So now right. I hate you and I can't listen to you with an open mind. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. It's almost like uh, the Foo Fighters. If you if you look uh. at a Foo Fighters uh, music video without the sound, <laughs> it looks like they're a punk band. Their faces, they're so angry, they're so violent. And then you listen, and it's like car drive. Music, yeah, it's, you know? a, it's a happy. Like, it's it's sunny I'm, boulevard. I'm on the countryside, listening to to some. Yeah, this is just something from this area when I drive my car. Thing about I Foo Fighters that, that really gets me as well is that there's at least one song from every album, and you go, "Hey, that's that's a pretty decent tune." And I, I many you know many years ago, I've learned now, but every time a Foo Fighters album <laughs> came around, I'd, I'd hear the lead single and go, "Hey, that's pretty good." Buy it and go, "No, only the single. All of the others are shit." And that, I had to do that two <laughs> or three times until I thought, right, okay, I've, I'm 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 fucked here. There's, you know, I'm I'm done with the Foo Fighters. Um, there's always one song yeah. where you just think, oh yeah, and then no. Nah. Um, but uh, so, what are your thoughts on <laughs> what are your thoughts on baby metal? <sighs> oh, oh, this is so. This is, it, it, it's. Um, I really. Okay, so I have a podcast where I listen to metal and I have an opinion on everything. I know, and, I know. And I feel I have to have an opinion on so much, but yeah, it's like I don't, I don't consider baby metal being in my sort of world, you know? Yeah, like, you, it, yeah. In your part of the in your part of the metal genre, they don't really get any traction. No, no, nobody, nobody, people rarely know who they are at all. Um, so, yeah, but, but it's like, I think they order riffs from, uh, from uh, some uh, more known metal musicians around the world. They send them some, you know, like loops of riffs and they put it together in a studio in Japan and then they get some music to play over that and then they have a record and... And that's also my opinion of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so that's what you do, and people enjoy that. That's yeah, it's sad it's in a way. It, it, if you're not a kid, then it's it's if you're um, a kid, it's okay. It's Japanese. It's Japanese production line metal, basically. Yeah. It it's yeah. it's kind of taking it's sort of. It's a bit of Simon Cowell, and it's a bit of X Factor, and it's a bit of paedophilia, yeah. and it's a bit of, um, and, yeah. and, and it's a bit of metal, um, and it's... It's very seldom I hear some, somebody slide in the word pedophilia, like you're not supposed to know the <laughs> word at all. I thought I'd just slip, I thought for want of a better phrase... Yeah, for want of a better phrase, I thought I'd just slip it in there, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no greater. It. Yeah, no greater. No, no, yeah, meaning it's no greater a crime than nicking riffs, um, which of course no. it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is. It's just it, yeah. I mean, I've said I've said before. I'll say it again. It is just um, it's uh, it's a way of separating um, metals. Uh, you know, metal kids from their money, and as and and like I just hear like yeah. parents are into metal, going, "Oh yeah, but it's really cool because it's great because it, you know it's it's 
you know, it gives kids a metal band to be into. And 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 I was like, well, in other words, so what you're saying is no kids, no kids are going to get into metal without, you know, bands their age to get into. What a load, absolute load of bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. And it, we got into metal as I, I think most of us got into metal uh, as children. I mean, we. Oh yeah, I was in the womb. Cover or we, yeah. I was in the womb. I was listening to Black Sabbath uh, when I was in the womb. Um, you know, I just I came out metal. I came out giving it the devil yeah. horn. You know, just yeah, yeah just chucking horns round the uh, round the nursery. You know, <laughs> um, but um, so so yeah uh, yeah baby metal's really not a thing, is it? It's um, and well I I say that there's probably a new album on the way. They play download this year, but then again. Who doesn't play Download now? I mean, there's pretty much, it would appear to be, there's no barrier to you not playing Download. Just basically, can you breathe? Do you have a band? You know, great. Do you have a band that can actually play? Even better. Do you have a band and Pro Tools so it can look like you're playing? Great. You know, and that's that's it. That's the criteria. That's it. Absolutely. I think, um, I think sometimes, Maybe as musicians, we we um, we give uh, fans too much credit <laughs> because sometimes when I watch YouTube and I saw I saw like um, it was Sebastian Bach from his life, you, you know, because you just listen, you can listen to whatever. Yeah, yeah. You get some weird suggestions in the right corner. Yeah, okay. It's it's okay. So There's it's no. It's all right. Don't worry. You new... don't have to justify your love for Sebastian Bach. It's that's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, okay. So you listen to Canadian underground uh, weird death metal band Mitochondrion. So now. How yeah. about Sebastian Bach? And I, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. So I I I put it on. I, I I I think Slave to the Grind with Skid Row is a it's a good album. Uh, yeah. No problem. Yeah. Uh, ad- admitting that, but 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 this was from his live record. It was actually released on record, and his his you can you can see that he's done all the vocals uh, in the studio afterwards. Right. Um, and okay, but why does it sound so shitty? <laughs> when you do that it's overdubbed and, and, and it's not like cleverly mixed it really sounds like two Sebastian Bachs are singing at the same time and they're not completely in sync right. and uh, and people yeah he still got his voice Rem- can you imagine doing this live when you're 50 like he does it's, yeah. like, it's so obviously not a real live recording and you're praising his live stamina yeah but let's, uh, and but let's, you're not alone you're you, it's like 25,000 of you were praising this recording so it's like what every detail when you record an album you put so much effort into detail and maybe four people in the world are going to care about all the details that you actually yeah uh, spend so much time on True it's story. only for yourself in the end yeah yeah now the real, the real complex stuff, the real kind of stuff that you hide that is there. Um, that when someone comes up to you and notices that and mentions stuff like that, you're kind of like, right? Yeah. That now that's fucking cool. 
that's it. And, it. and and instantly it. instantly those those inverted commas fans um, just instantly go straight into the cool book because you just think like yeah right you know that's cool yeah. you know that's that's no I, I like shit like that. Uh, now, it's like a, a, a friend of mine is in in, a, in the black metal band Craft, which uh, has some sort of uh, like real old school true kind of status, you know, uh, like they, they've been not very public and, uh, yeah, very highly regarded by people who like, like real black metal. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's, he's, uh, heard praises so many times from people, you know, talking to him, oh, so you're in craft, I, I love that record, blah, blah, blah. And he told me that once he was just at the pub and there was this, like, normal-looking, everyday, average Joe guy who actually didn't seem to like metal at all, who, who came up to him and started talking about craft. And that guy actually got everything what he wanted to do with craft. Like, he, he just described his band, the band, the way he would do it himself. And it's like, this guy get, gets it. And... <laughs> It's going to be interesting to talk about the people, those kind of people that get what you do. Yes. That just, uh, oh, you're just metal. Yeah. I love Entombed. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but who actually connects with the music that you make. That's a pretty intense feeling when that happens. It yeah. happens not often, but it does sometimes. And, yeah. Cool. Or then, or then, uh, then there's the flip side of that coin, and that is listening to people, and that's listening to somebody listen to your song for the very first time and just fucking slag it off on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has never happened to me though, <laughs> and I'm not sure because no podcast wants to play my music. I think that's the reason. Right. In that case. In that case, uh, you got to send me some music, dude. You got to you got to play. You got to oh. send me some so I can play it. <laughs> that that almost sounded like um, intentional for me, but uh... <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, yeah, it didn't. I, if I thought you, if if I thought that was your intention, I would have completely changed the subject. Um, but uh, no, no, send some send some music over, and then I can play it at the end of the interview. Of and then whether and when cool. no, and doesn't matter what it's like, I'm gonna slag it off. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I got to now. Yeah. Um, I deserve it. I deserve, I so deserve it. So, yeah, uh, I'm fine with that. Cool, cool. <laughs> and now, you on your podcast, you mentioned that you're doing um, a podcast, uh, you're doing T-shirts and things like that because you want to obviously yeah. try and financially support the, the podcast, which is totally understandable. Um, I... I Yes, I have this one is supported by the uh, wonderful patrons at Patreon. So people, are you aware of Patreon? Yes, I am. I am. Are you um, Um, are you on there? Are you set up on there yet? I'm not. And I'm thinking about it. But I I think Patreon is excellent because almost everything in the entertainment industry or whatever, because I guess I mean, it's entertainment. But, but there's always like a way for people to pay. You can put your music up on Bandcamp. Uh, you have yeah. Spotify, which is a joke. Absolutely. Uh, never mind Spotify. But 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 Bandcamp and or they can buy like a CD or whatever. 
to support, like the sole purpose is to support. They don't need the CD, but they can support. Podcast, yeah. it's a different story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's, absolutely. There's no natural way. Well, the, the the only the only way you can get money from podcasts really is advertising, and by that, if advertising that you've got you've got to have hundreds and thousands of of followers and downloads, yeah. and then ultimately yeah. you're going to end up ruining your own podcast with some absolute yeah. sellout, ballless, dribbling shit like Jamie Jasta yeah. does every fucking episode. It's just, it's got to the I stage now. Oh, it's got to the stage now where it's like, okay, sorry guys, just want to inter- just wanted to interrupt this interview just to tell you, uh, yeah, these uh, sizzling box shorts, boxer shorts, they're fucking awesome, man. They keep your balls all lifted, you know. Go to the website and put in the, po- put in, put in the, po- the promo code, Jamie Jasta's a fucking cock. And uh, you could have ten percent off. It's just like, yeah. It, it, I'm so I'm I've gone over to Patreon just to to try and keep advertising out of it because I just think it's just it's just horrible, really. And then you also you start you yeah. start. Yeah. I mean, I I can't see any advertisers wanting to advertise on my podcast anyway. The, the amount I say cunt on it, <laughs> um, and and you know, whatever. Who cares? So you gonna are you gonna get up on Patreon then? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about it, as I said, but, but to, to me, it's like, I only do this when I'm in the mood of, like, talking about metal, which I yeah. am quite often, to be honest. But um, to me, it's like I have uh, my SoundCloud account. I just paid the yearly fee. It's like 99 euros, I think. So yeah. that's like the expense I have. Sometimes I have to... To upgrade some some uh, cables and stuff for for uh, the home studio, extremely huge quotation marks when I say home studio, <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah, which is basically a sound card and a microphone and like a poster on the wall. Of, I don't know what I have now. Yeah, player. Uh, and but but um, so, so so I don't feel. I just want to break even first and for foremost. Uh, just like the principle of it that yeah. I. Absolutely. At least don't spend money on doing my podcast. And yeah. uh, so far, I, I sell merch for um, more than that, but not a hell of a lot more, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm not sure I would want to have like a podcast T-shirt myself. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I, I totally understand that. Um, but 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 then again, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, not so many music uh, podcasts, and I'm getting so tired of hearing about all the uh, you can donate money, you can do this, you yeah. can do that. That sometimes yeah. I, I start forgetting why I'm even listening. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think if you do something extra for Patreons and stuff like that, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Uh, and podcast is like a separate universe in the entertainment industry because as yeah. I said there is like no real way of earning anything from it. No, I mean the so only that's... way the only way is advertising, so the only other option is um well, the other option is earning through advertising if you've got your podcast on YouTube, which I have, but of course since they changed the um uh since they changed the laws on what you can get 
at what you know if your account can be monetized youtube changes terms and conditions which basically fucked everybody who isn't producing a minimum 4000 hours of um content um a year so you know they're not actually after quality they're after quantity. Yeah, basically. Well, it's Google, isn't it? You know, and yeah. uh, and and you know, Google has yeah. always been about quantity, not quality. Um, but um, you know, such is life. Such is fucking life. Well, look, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna wind up our, our official podcast chat there. Um, just have a little bit of a, a, an off-air conversation with you um, as regards uh, stories that I can't tell, and um, have a little chat for our Patreon for my <laughs> Patreon subscribers as well. But for um, for now, I uh, uh, beyond I can't wait to have you on the show again already. And you know why? Yeah. Because why? then, because then, when you're on next time, I can say it's Bjorn again. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> hey. Oh, oh. That's excellent. Isn't that's excellent. it just? Yeah, you've never heard that before, have you? And you're going to get Bjorn to be wild. <laughs> I, I'm, no, I'm really not. I've seen what the Bored. wild version... I've seen what the wild version of you is like. And, uh, no. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, uh, if, uh, uh, how do people find you? How do people get hold of you? How do people get hold of the BL Metal podcast? Uh, they can get a hold of it by uh, actually just uh, searching B.L.Metal and podcast and where they listen to podcasts, basically. Right, okay. Uh, and if they do it through SoundCloud, they can listen there. But I think I'm available at all the all the apps. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're in everybody's apps. That's yeah. cool. Cool. Okay. Right. Well, let's uh, just leave it there for now. And um, that, but for now, Bjorn, thank you very much. Thank you, Howard. It was a great, great chat. It was a real fun thing to do. So much fun, in fact, that we carried on and had a right old laugh. And that's all on the, um, the Patreon version of the podcast, the extra Bollocast, which you get if you sign up for Patreon. Anyway, I've mentioned that enough times, haven't I? Um, I don't want to become fucking Jamie Jaster, do I? Um, I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting worn out by, uh, by uh, Jaster's podcast with all the adverts and all the all the constant referrals to somebody getting a check and oh, you got to get that check and are oh, you going to get the publishing check and oh I hope they've got the publishing and oh and they don't understand don't do those deals and oh I got some pitches and he's always got pitches for people now admittedly without him pitching people on his podcast um uh, we wouldn't have had the new D Schneider album that's coming out so you know fair play but that's the only thing that I can that I think has come out of of all of these so-called pitches. Like, oh, I usually think of five and narrow them down to three. Narrow them down to none, Jamie. Um, I, I'm I'm just I'm really kind of getting just I don't know. Uh, I've reached maximum jaster. I think I've been jasterized. Um, it's just, and 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 I, and I guess that applies to my podcast too. I guess there's, there's some of you listening now will be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, you know, eh, I've, I've, I've listened to this podcast. Why am I still listening to it? You know, I mean, I was like that with Bill Burr. I love the Bill Burr podcast, but I haven't listened to it for months. Um, I think I even unsubscribed, and I used to listen to it. You know, he does two a week. I used to listen to him religiously, but that's when I was um, uh, working full time and commuting. You need something to listen to to keep your mind occupied, and 
that's where I was listening to a lot of that stuff and I just don't do it anymore now I'm listening to the fucking revocation fucking hell what an album you've got to look forward to there but anyway back to back to podcasts and um and me being an arsehole um yeah I mean I guess what I'm accusing Jaster of there is is it's it's actually quite easy to do it's quite easy to end up well, I say easy to do. It's not really for me because I wouldn't have anybody want to advertise on this. But it just seems advertising heady, heavy. But always the the topics always seem to go around to who's getting paid for what and how you're scheduling it and how you can save money and make money. And and uh, I, I guess that's just that's wearing me down a bit. I mean, hopefully um, I manage to keep. I, I try not to drag too much of my bullshit into into interviews, which I'm sure I do, and I'm sure some of you listening to it be like, "Oh, fucking hell, not that story again." Yes, I've only got so many stories that I can tell on the podcast, um, but yeah, I, so I so so I get it, but it's yeah, it, it's a shame because I think it's a it's a really good podcast, and he he's a he's a really cool guy and so well connected and respected with the industry, clearly. Um, but and has also done over four hundred podcasts now. So uh, do you know what I mean? Who am I? To, well, I was. Who am I? Because I'm a fellow fucking podcaster. I can say what I like. This is my fucking podcast. I can say what I like. I can say kiss a fucking shit. Hey, I can say that. Um, good. No Pantera reunion. Um, I can say that. Um, Oz Fox from Striper. Wish you all the best, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of a free forum to say whatever, you know, whatever I like. And I guess I, I, I've got to be careful I don't abuse that um, that privilege. But then again, fuck it. That's why I came. That's why I started doing a podcast. So I could just fucking sit here, spout off and people would listen. And luckily, there's about five or six of you out there who listen. And that's fucking awesome. So once again, thank you very much for listening to every single person out there who's listening to this, no matter where it is, when it is, no matter what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Whether you're, you know, whether you're traveling to work, you're commuting, you're on some time off, you're in the gym, you're using this to tune out your annoying boss or you're using this to tune out your annoying boyfriend or your annoying girlfriend, your annoying wife, your annoying husband. To any female listeners out there, let me know you're out there because the podcast is a fucking sausage fest up in this bitch. Okay, that's all I'm saying. It is just men, men and men. So, um... I am trying to have more women on the podcast. Obviously, I had Kim on last month, and I didn't manage to catch up with Kim at Bloodstock. Yeah, I didn't manage to catch up with Kim at Bloodstock, which was a really, really annoying. I was really looking forward to seeing her again, um, and we just weren't able to hook up, which is a real shame. But such is life. And there you go. There's a tangent. That's what you tune in for, isn't it? Tune in. That's what you listen for, isn't it? Me saying tuning in and tangents and going off on completely fucking bizarre rants. But what is it about festivals? that make people want to wear costumes. I don't get it. I also, at, 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 at Bloodstock, there was three girls walking around who were completely naked from the waist up. More of that, please. Less costumes and more of that. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm winding down here, folks. Thank you very much for listening. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, And if you haven't, tough fucking shit, you're a cunt. Um, here we go. It is the end of the podcast. That's right. The end, the final podcast, the ending of the podcast. And, um, 
I am going to finish off with some music, which I have been doing um, a lot of recently, haven't I? Yes, Howard, you have. Well done. Um, this next track is the latest track from my one of my favourite bands. I've mentioned them before. That is Mammal. Um, this tune came out um, a few weeks ago. I think it is fucking awesome. I think it fucking absolutely fucking rocks. And um, just check it out. It's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Um, love you, love you guys, love you guys. Keep listening, okay? Sign up to my Patreon. Do whatever you like. Make a little, make a little musical montage of me talking in a stupid American fucking accent, or wherever the fuck this is, or even the German accent. If you prefer the German accent, we can do it. Oh, they know what they're doing. Oh, unless it's French, unless you want to speak French and you want to, you want a little bit of a French accent. I like my heavy metal. I like my. Uh, your mother is an Amster, and your father. The smells of elderberries. Oh, we go fucking Scouse. Great. Let's cover the UK. Let's do Scouse. Scouse, eh? Sounds cheerful. Sounds great. You know that someone's going to be trying to rob you, but in a cheerful kind of way. And then there's Birmingham, and Birmingham doesn't sound anything like fucking Scouse. It just sounds really depressing. Sounds like somebody's got something to tell you that they don't want to tell you, and they're just going to get round to it eventually. And then there's Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Hey, Yorkshire, how are you doing, lad? How are you? How are you feeling? Sounds genuine. Salt of the earth. And then there's Lancashire. And Lancashire, you just sound like a fucking village idiot, don't you, hey? Can I have a carrot, please? I'm from Lancashire. Hey, isn't it great? And then there's South Africa. Your South African accent is a tough accent to do because what you have to do is you have to talk a little bit like Michael Caine to get it absolutely right. But it also means that you say words and you're speaking, but you don't sound like you actually want to speak. And then there's Australian. And Australian is just fucking shit, mate. It is just bad. You're a shit cunt, mate. You're a fucking shit cunt. And I just sound like, I just sound like I've had too many fucking drinks. And that's basically your basic Australian for you. And there you go. A little interviewed, a little interlude of accents. And that shit cunt, by the way, is... uh, Aussie's favourite insult of of the day at the moment. I know that because of my Australian relatives. But anyway, that's the... (laughs) Don't know what happened there. Somebody make something out of that because I can't fucking do it. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you all next month. No no specials on the way this month, but as always, things going on in the background to get people on. So, until next month, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Remember, bollocks, bollocks back, Patreon, all that stuff. Follow me on Twitter, follow on Facebook, join the party. And for now, until I speak to you next month, why not have some mammal in your ears? And this is their new track, Dead. Travel
Fuck is the weapon, get fighting back before you're dead, man 